say. What? You were pretty <laughs> I ruthless. I was nice. And fortunately, Steph is going to join us for next week's live show as well. So, in that case, would you like to choose our theme for next week? Puppies! <laughs> Sorry, I love puppies. <laughs> okay, puppies. <laughs> Normally we keep it as wide as, say, pets, but no. Or not even dogs, as puppies. I guess dogs too. But... Well, actually, when I'm walking on the street and I see any kind of dog, I say, puppy! Unless see, it's really you do ugly. That. Yeah, unless it's ugly and they say, ugh, look at that dog. You don't do that. There's some ugly dogs. I've never seen you do that. Usually, yeah, we any have, there's type not of too dog. many ugly dogs. In New York, actually, yeah, in New York, they're all really cute. They're all designer. Yeah. So, next week's theme is puppies. Jump on over to mattgranger.com forward slash toglife. The details are there on how you can enter. We'll have some prizes. And stick in the general theme of prizes, just don't want to give anything away, but watch this space. We've got some really, really exciting stuff coming up on the channel over the next couple of months. So, it's going to be great. But for now, let's jump in and look at our uh, six finalists for photo of the week. And... Steph is finally, after we've talked them through, going to have to choose the winner. Oh, I know, right? I'm the most indecisive person alive. So you should start thinking now. So first shot here is from Vili Matikainen. Dude, why you guys all got such hard names? Um, I thought this is pretty cool. The, the puddle nicely, you know, frames the crane. I don't know that the crane is terribly interesting, but I thought it's kind of nicely put together and kind of a... Just a nice graphic shot, and Steph agreed. Anything yes. to add? Yes. I don't know. I just yes think is it's what you've got to add. No, it's not just yes. Yeah, like getting there, getting there. But I really like it. It's different, and for me, like I don't know. A lot of these shots, I'm just wondering, how did you guys do it? Like I don't know. I don't really know much about photography. Sounds obviously. like someone's angling for a new series. Stephanie, <laughs> she'll probably sing back too. Okay, so nice work, Ville. If I'm saying your name correctly. Next one from Colin Dixon, and I'll leave this one to Steph to introduce. I just love, oh, yeah, Colin Dixon. So this shot is very, like, it's mountainous area. I wish I knew where it was shot, because I kind of want to go and visit. Where do you reckon, Chris? Yeah, where is this? For what? The picture, where did Colin... you take it, like, Montana or uh, something? This could be anywhere in any city, in any... Chris is very patriotic and believes that America, not in a, the rest of the world sucks, but just in America's great way, that there's nowhere more interesting or more diverse to travel than America. So when I asked him that, he just said, well, this could be anywhere in America. Everywhere's got amazing stuff like that. <laughs> it is a nice shot. To me, I feel like the, you know, there's HDR where you're layering all kinds of shots together, and then there's just where you push the highlights and shadows to give it a bigger tonal range. For me, the highlights at the very top feel a bit too pushed and the sky is a lot brighter than say the snow in the background but I think it's cool the only thing is just keep in mind when you're shooting landscapes you don't have to shoot everything stopped right down to f16 or 22 which I'm guessing you did here because all kinds of sensor dust have come up in the sky a shot like this where you're at least 50 foot away you could probably shoot that at f8 and have everything acceptably sharp anyway next one from Vlad Busiok that's a lot of vowels. Yeah. Um, we have a lovely lady with, it looks like she's got a blue eye and a green eye. It reminds me of someone green. I know with fake eye color. <laughs> I thought you were gonna start there. Okay. Uh, private joke. So what do you think of this one? The cool kind of, for me, the reflected her because of the angle it's on and with a lot of shadow on that side of her face looks, it's almost a different person, mm -hmm. a lot more dark and mysterious. 
Very yeah. deep, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I love her eyes. She's very pretty. There awesome model. There you go, Vlad's friend. This one from Paolo Vigilio, uh, the cityscape at night. Where, where's that? Maybe like Washington or something? I'm just guessing that because of the that, that thing in the middle. It could be anywhere. It could be know. Rome or... I haven't traveled enough. For someone who's on the road five months a year, <laughs> I haven't traveled enough. But both of us saw this and thought it was gorgeous. Yes. Um, it doesn't even look real. It's so beautiful. So uh, Steph was asking me before, do you think the foreground is how it actually looks or did they Photoshop it? So it could be either, but doing a slightly long exposure, you see how the water's kind of slightly blurred, like it was running left to right or right to left. So that could be enough to give that, the little bit of movement will make the reflection that little bit of shimmer instead of oh. a perfect reflection. So, and you can see the clouds are moving too, so there was a bit of a slow shutter use. So I'd say it was done each shot, and I think it's gorgeous. So I just want to check, this is our A camera, and this is off? The Sony's off? Or? It's on, it was just glitching, and everyone was, you know, writing about it, and I'm like, okay, we're going to switch to this one, which oh, is hi. not glitching. Hi. And I'm guessing we're really nice and wide-angle then. How you doing? Okay, <laughs> our next shot from Stephen Trison. Uh, this is pretty cool. I personally like contrails, the you know the line in the sky that the plane leaves behind. A lot of people say that it ruins a picture, but I don't agree. Um, I thought this is really pretty, nice framing of the tree on the other side of the lake or the whatever it is. Um, kind of quite nicely framing the castle and whatnot. You know, it's a shame that it's the big white houses on the foreshore, not the castle, that command the shot. Um, anything you'd like to add? I know this is minor, but I like the little leaves on the top. Yep, that's yeah. what I was saying, that it's kind of framing it yeah. with the tree. It's cool. I like yeah. it. And the reflection is really nice. nice. I like it. And the theme is reflection. So as yeah. you're choosing your shot, these all qualify, but if you're having difficult... Can I pick multiple winners? <laughs> you can pick up to two. But people like to know who the winner is. So if you need to do three, we can do business, the photography is the winner, and then we can give, say, some of my ebooks for runners-up. Okay. Um, but as you're choosing the one, remember the theme is reflection. So I like to think of it, if they're tight, which one is it the reflection that actually makes the shot so great? Mm -hmm. So if we excluded that reflection, the, what's in the water, would it still be a good shot? Mm -hmm. Or has the reflection added a lot? Mm -hmm. Lucky last is this one from Marcin Biziuk. That's correct. This is some kind of car with the kid at the wheel. That's that's just an accident waiting to yeah, happen. Yeah, I know. Right? He's not Versus even bringing like a crash. And what is sticking out of the top of yeah, his head? Yeah, I was going to ask you, what is that? Is that an that, antenna? It looks like a nail. Can you zoom that up what? on screen, Chris? It, that does not look like an errant hair, that's for sure. It must be something on the back of the car that happens to be coming out. Or oh, he's a robot. No wonder he can drive. Yeah, I was going to say, then it's fine if he's driving. Well, yeah. I want a cyborg. You want a cyborg? She's a cyborg. Cylon. <laughs> um, okay. Any other thoughts on this one other than cool antenna? <laughs> I mean, it's a clear shot. I'm, like, that side mirror? That's cool. I don't know. I just like it. It's very simple and straightforward, I guess. That's why we get along. I'm simple and straightforward, too. So, six shots. <laughs> Can we revisit the mountain one? Because, uh, we should skip it. Oh, what, it didn't get on screen? Uh, yeah, because I was... Okay, so we missed Colin Dixon's shot, and this is it, yes. which is now coming on screen. Now, this is the one I was saying, you could probably shoot that at a lower F number. There's a lot of dust showing up, especially top left, but it's pretty, 
and I think the highlights in the mid-tone, sorry, the mid-tone, can I even speak? It'll be cool if the snow is wider, let me put it that way. So not the highlights, but the upper mid-tones, if you lifted those without blowing out the highlights, I think that would lift the overall shot. So, six shots. Choose a winner if you can, choose a runner-up if you need to. And remember, there's a room full of people waiting live. Oh man, this is so much pressure. Please, nobody hate me. <laughs> Impossible, but come on, get in there. It is possible, okay. Paolo Veglio, beautiful shot. Where is this? Let us know. Yeah, please Did let you us want know. to give a runner-up prize to a close second? Yeah. So name them. So we'll be in touch. Justin will get in touch to uh, send you out a copy of the Business of Photography. Congratulations! I hope it is of use to you. Um, whether you want to start making a couple of bucks on the side or you want to go into doing full-time stuff. Um, you know, without getting into a whole big sales pitch about it, I actually have an economics degree and, you know, I've studied business. So this is partly based on my experience and partly based on nerdy academic theory that I remember from college to put it together to something useful for you guys. And runner-up, Stephen Dreisen, beautiful shot, will be in touch. You can choose either my presets or my getting started with models guide or one of my ebooks. So you can let Justin know which one you'd like and we'll send that out. How are we going, Chris? Do I dare look at the comments, or should I just... They're good. It's insane, so... For any... Uh, whether the you're... The shot is from Madison. Madison, Wisconsin. There you go. Um, whether, you know, I hope people are being nice and uh, understanding and, if anything, blaming the hitches on me. I have to say, Chris has been doing so well. We've been working together for... Uh, how long? Since, like, February? Yeah. Something like that. Um, and I am not the easiest person to work with. It's something that I um, am trying to work on, but he's doing really well. I hope you see the standard of videos is really improving and we're doing our best. So it really is me five days a week. Well, there's a lot more to this business than what you guys see on YouTube, but it's me, what, who am I kidding, seven days a week. Chris, three or on holidays, more days a week, and that's kind of it. So there's a limit to how much we can do. and. Seven days a week, New York's finest, that siren. All day, every and day, non-stop. Okay. Which one was the winner? The winner was the... You said a name, I didn't ah, sorry, it was the beautiful blue cityscape at night, uh, number four. And then the runner-up was the next one, the one that you thought was a temple. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and so next week's theme is? Puppies. There you go. <laughs> You could have at least chosen a cat or something. Well, we'll maybe yeah, we'll make kitties another yeah, time. Maybe kitties. Kitties. So. Shoot Loki. This is America. You have to be careful about using the word shoot in any kind of oh, animal. Oh, big picture. <laughs> um, so, if you've been watching for a while, back in Sydney, I had a wall full of my cool wall of cameras behind me, and each week I would choose a camera to feature. I don't have that because I have very little stuff here. Yes beyond all of this stuff you see in the background sometimes in my videos. Uh, but I still wanted to feature something. So throw up on screen the picture of the Leica. I wanted to start featuring an important camera from history. So I had Justin put together a list of influential cameras and I'm going through it and suggesting things to him. 
This one is the Leica One Model A. Now this was from 1925. Now a lot of people may know that Leica kind of revolutionized 35mm film photography, but this was the camera. It came out at the Leipzig Fair in 1925. That siren is seriously doing my effing head in. Um, the lens pulled out of the body through a metal tube that went in flush with the body almost when it was not in use. Shutter speeds from a 25th to a 500, again kind of a groundbreaking range for that time. It was the first high quality 35mm camera to hit the market, it was user friendly, it set out the layout of controls for cameras right forward until today. And arguably, without that camera, 35mm wouldn't be the format that we use today to designate all of our focal lengths in all markets. You know, these days, even bigger than full frame, medium format, full frame, uh, APS-C, and smaller formats all talk about focal lengths in 35mm nomenclature. So it was because of this camera. Hurrah! I know, right? Talk about a legacy. Another deep breath, I'm out of breath. Okay, <laughs> time for some news. Now, you may want to take a nap here because, uh, well, actually I say that, uh, there's pretty much all the news this week is gear stuff that has come out. So I'm gonna go through it really quickly because you've probably seen it on the, in different videos in the last two weeks when Chris and I were off doing, uh, what's the right word, real work? <laughs> that we couldn't make preview videos all the time. Um, and I was going to say, I don't know that Steph's interested in gear, but seeing how she went mental for the A9 last week when we were shooting and keeps talking about it and texting about it, I think maybe she is a bit of a gearhead, so... I'm not, it's just looking through that camera with What that did you lens. say? Life is more beautiful through the camera with the 85mm G Master. I have 20-20 vision and I don't see life that way. It's almost poetic, but still sad. It's sad. Yeah, it's quite sad. Not as sad as Joey though. Hi Joey. Okay, so first off, Canon have announced a 6D Mark II price bump, feature bump, still no 4K video. Canon are really protective of their cinema line. I was quite interested and we're looking at doing a video on that. They just announced the C200 as well a little bit ago actually, which interestingly is kind of cannibalizing parts of their cinema range, but they've put a line in the sand and like, eh, screw you DSLR shooters. 5D Mark IV, we're going to hamper it, and then the 6D they are as well now. So if you're wanting 4K and you're not wanting to use Motion JPEG and you're not wanting to spend $8,000, you're not going to be using Canon most likely. Bit of a bummer. Next one, Gitzo has, along with Canon and Nikon, Gitzo is, uh, and I'm right now looking at two of my Gitzo tripods, uh, celebrating their 100 year anniversary this year. And they've actually announced two limited edition tripods. And hold on to your, your chair. Uh, the first one is limited to 100 copies worldwide, is that right? Uh, no, I can't remember, there's two. One of them is really tiny production run, and one is even tinier, tinier. So they're little tripods that may normally be six or seven hundred dollars. The first limited edition one is now fifteen hundred dollars. <gasps> That's like this kind of size. And then they have a new super limited edition, the Arsin Gitzenhoven Traveler tripod, named after their founder, where even the center fork is carbon fiber, the whole thing is. It looks baller, it looks lovely, it comes with a leather carrying strap and blah blah blah. That's three thousand <gasps> dollars. Oh it's a tripod. 
Having said that, people bought out the Leica Hermes edition before it even hit the market. They'll sell. You're probably never going to see one though. Uh, other stuff, let's race through this because there's so much going on. Zeiss have announced a 35mm Milvis F1.4 to add to that lineup. That's getting to be a really well decked out full lineup with quality getting close to the Otis's for like a quarter of the price. Great to see. Tamron have announced the longest zoom lens for DSLR. It's a 22.2 range, 18 to 400, 3.5 to 6.3. 6.3 may sound super slow, but at 400 mil, you're still gonna get great background blur on that, so interesting. Sigma have released pricing on their 14 mil and 24 to 70 art lenses, and they're surprisingly cheap. So the 14 mil 1.8 art, 14mm 1.8 is already kind of groundbreaking for astrophotographers. That's going to be bitching. That they're talking 1,600 bucks for that one. The 24 to 70 art, and you have to keep in mind these art lenses are so sought after. Everyone's loving them, and the 24 to 70 is only going to be 1,300 bucks. And in that range of lenses, I know for some people that's crazy money, but in that range of lenses. I think that's going to do so well. So I have to give it to Sigma, although I haven't tested them out lately. They're killing it with um, their art lenses and it's great to see them being pretty reasonable with the pricing for those who are in that price range. Uh, <laughs> what? Just like, what can I do with like $1,300? You know, that's a funny thing when, it, you know, it goes through stages and 10 years ago, $1,300 for a lens for me would have been unreasonable as well because I wasn't making money from it. And 20 years ago, I was working on my dad's farm and I accounted for everything in terms of how many lugs of fruit would I have to pick to do that. And I think back in the day, it was like $4 a lug. So that'd be 325 lugs of fruit to buy that lens. I'm not gonna buy that lens, but now times have changed. Other news, uh, Lexar have, discontinued their memory card. Well, I should say Micron, the parent company, is discontinuing Lexar, the memory card business, which is a bitch because I pretty much all the cards I use are Lexars. But to those doomsayers who just love a sensational headline about, oh, this is the end of everything, and now there's only Sony making X2Ds and everything's gonna go crazy and there'll be no competition, you don't really think that their second biggest, well, I think they were the biggest manufacturer of flash memory, or that may be, well, they're right up there. You don't think they're just gonna close down the plant and throw a, a match through the window and burn it down, do you? It's gonna be sold to someone. They don't have all these production lines and this capability and just walk away from it for nothing. They're focusing on other business. Someone's gonna pick this up. Whether Sony is able to buy it with competition laws or not, it's not like that's just gonna disappear from the market and that production capability is gonna fade. So just chill, okay? One cool thing, two more pieces of news I think we have. Caltech, the university, what's that, California Technical something? Technical She doesn't know, she's an art school dropout. <laughs> That's the name of her channel, it's a homonym. The irony okay. is none of us went to art school though. <laughs> you do ironing? No, I said the irony. Oh. Joey went to MIT. <laughs> okay. I went so, to the science school. <laughs> Can I say a few things about Joey or will it embarrass him if I share some touchstone points of his life? No, let's just skip that. Okay. Let's save it for our She time. has a friend who you can't believe the amount of lives he's lived. Now I heard he's been to MIT as well. So that's the sixth <laughs> full life I've heard of this guy. 
I think it's bullshit. It can't be true. Anyway, Caltex have developed a lensless camera, or they're developing it, that they say just by adjusting the mathematical model of how they process the light, they don't need a lens anymore. In the same way that field cameras like the Lytro can tell the direction and angle of light to get a three-dimensional picture of what's going on, they say they can do that and just by adjusting their algorithm they can turn it from being a telephoto lens to a fisheye lens, for example. So just imagine what that can do for, I can't imagine it's going to replace professional cameras, but say for smartphones, where at the moment even having, you know, just the little bit sticking out tends to bother people a little bit, that you could have a range of different focal lengths built into it just in the mathematical algorithms that the camera has in the software. I think that's pretty epic, or has a potential anyway. Yay, brainy people. Final one, Tamron has announced, their Tamron, their Tamron have announced their Tamron, surprise, surprise, it's late, uh, 24-70, 2.8, 2. Now, I really liked the first one. It was the first 24-70 to get vibration compensation before Nikon did it. It was great quality. Uh, I don't know if I want to share this anecdote because both Chris and Steph today have been giving me a hard time about breaking stuff. I got the first of the Tamrons in Australia in my hands and dropped it before I'd even put it on a body. But it bounced and it still worked. So now they've got their second one out and funny, funny? Interesting, I got an email from a retailer who announced, hey, this is out and ready for pre-orders, and then an hour later went, oops, no, we need to pull that back, that's not available, please don't tell people, and then a week later it got officially announced. So anyway, it's out now, and they're claiming, and it's SEPA certified, five full stops of vibration compensation, the best in that focal length range. Considering how good their other lenses have been, I believe it. So that's great to see, and it's got that new finishing of the G2 lenses, so I look forward to testing that one out. Hurrah! Yay, a lot of news. Yeah. yeah. Tell us some news from your world. Huh. I wanna... Okay, actually no, it's like gonna go on a whole complete tangent Okay, I'm gonna give stuff. you 90 seconds, so 90 seconds? Go. Okay, anybody see like the Death Note trailer? I don't really know like how everybody feels about it, but I've watched the Death Note anime series, and yeah, I don't really know how I feel about the trailer and Netflix, and yeah, but it's it's interesting, it's different. I don't know, but... Death Note's coming to Netflix? Yeah! Have you heard of Death Note? Yeah. yeah. My... Okay, you're right, it is going to go into a series. Yeah, I know, that's why I was My like... second degree was in film studies, uh -huh. and my honours thesis, first class graduated with high distinction, Ooh. was on Korean film. Wait, but Death Note is a Japanese uh, manga, like, anime. Oh, well, it was originally a live-action film. Was it? Yeah. I don't oh. know, it, it may not be Korean, but I watched a lot of Southeast Asian films mm. at the time, but it was definitely live-action. Yeah, I love anime. And now is the comments blowing up that I'm wrong? I'm 95% sure. That was an interesting non-photography related yes, piece of is. news, but I'm sure they used an interesting camera to film that series, wait, it's anime, scratch that. Yeah, but they did the okay. live action, so... Yeah, yeah, that's why I brought it up, because, yeah. you know, on topic. Hey folks, <laughs> welcome back to this train wreck of a show. Yes. Time for Ask Matt. Now again, we have quite a few, so let's, um, uh, let's bring these up. I don't know that I ever mentioned this, but at the moment, my um, intimate portraiture series is half price. Yeah. Half wow. Price. How what? crazy is I that? Know, half right? price? I know, right? Oh okay. Ask Matt time. <laughs> Portside photography. 
worth buying a D810 or wait for the upgraded version? Mm. If you're able to ask that question, it can't be a burning thing that you need a high-res Nikon camera right now. I would wait. I am waiting. I don't have a D810 at the moment. Um, but I've been waiting a while and I really don't know when it's coming. So it depends how urgent your need is. But if for me, if it comes out with everything the same but with the D5 focusing system, I would, you know, I'd wait for the upgrade anyway. Tom Pajak, cool name. I'm eventually going to shoot a pick in black and white my D5600. Your camera in RAW, but just make it show you a black and white preview. Go to car, picture uh, style, and you can tell it monochrome, and it'll still here, which helps in composition and stuff. How it will look in uh, black and white, but shoot it in color because you'll get a lot more info that you can then work with to do it as a black and white JPEG later. Hurrah! C.A. Walsh, do you think Nikon has any plans in the works to develop a mirrorless camera? They already have a range of mirrorless cameras out. Do you think there is a way, if they don't, if they could make a DSLR with EVF? Not really, because a DSLR has a mirror, and to have EVF you need to have the sensor exposed, so it would only give you EVF if you move the mirror, which would mean it's the same as having your mirror up and using the rear screen, so I doubt they would do that. Free ride is my life. You have an interesting <laughs> username. How do you establish pricing? How do you make a concept? Uh, well, you just check out the business of photography. Um, <laughs> pricing is actually a difficult one. There's a bunch of different ways to approach it. Um, uh, there, there's so many. It's really uh, an hour-long conversation, but. I would say the most important thing is that you actually do it and have a price list of what you charge for different things because I've been there when you're getting started. Someone calls you up, we want this job, and then you have to kind of panic to try and make up a quote because you don't know how much you should be charging. You need to have it all written down and it needs to be based on the service you're providing, the overall package, what other people in your area are charging, what you, for example, can charge for anything in Manhattan is going to be more than you can charge in Wisconsin, I guess, because just the price of everything is up. So your area is going to depend and yeah. make it as well. Do I don't know what research. you mean by make a concept, but yeah, a big one without, you know, every photographer gets this. People just sniffing around asking for a price list, obviously, because they just want to do research and comparative analysis, mm -hmm. which we tend to ignore. But check out the ones that are online and get an idea. Unless you're offering something way better or you're using uh, you know, strategic pricing for positioning purposes, you don't want to be way out of the ballpark in either direction. Adam Connell, uh, I already covered this. Given the news about Lexar, what do you see for the future of XQD? Mentioned it. Next one, JPM. Will you be having any portraiture, natural light, and or OFC workshops? OFC is off-camera flash. Yes, so actually, the take control of the light workshops that I've announced recently with this one, uh, we cover all of that. We focus on models, even though it's a general lighting workshop. So that's portraiture. We talk about all kinds of light. So that includes natural light and off camera. And I guess it's, I can give a little hint here. Uh, Steph and I are in the process of actually filming a new off camera flash downloadable series. So you can hang out for that. Pretty exciting. Yay. Albert Yip. How do you take good aquarium photos with the kit lens 18 to 55? The biggest challenge for aquarium shots is the reflections from the room. 
you need to either get a jacket or something, but when you put your lens, if you put your lens flat to it, often you'll get distortions too. They actually sell little frames that like will block out all the light, like a big, you know, like when a dog has surgery and it has that oh, collar. So that kind of thing, but dark so that it covers over the area that you're shooting so you don't get any reflections. You can do it with a jacket, but then if a little bit gapes and you get light in, it'll be a really obvious <laughs> shaft of light coming in. PSD uh, something. Why is the background overexposed when I shoot outdoors in a portrait? Oh, I know I think, there. Is, no, yeah. I, think I took a bad screenshot. Why does the background overexpose when I shoot outdoor portrait in daytime? It will be as simple as the background has more light than your subject. So if we had the, light, the sun to our back right now, the background's going to be bright and Steph's face would be in shadow. So if you want to get her face right, you need to increase your overall exposure and let the background blow out. If your background is going to be pretty either way, turn your model around, they'll be in brighter light, behind them is going to be darker, and hey presto, your problem's probably solved. Re-explore. Can you come to Florida and do some workshops maybe in the Miami Palm Beach area? Do you want to go to Miami? Sure. Do you want to go to Miami, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Jay Sanchez, most difficult thing to acclimatize in New York slash USA, feet, miles, Fahrenheit, that's about it. Not even the noise? Oh, I, we, we, have, we have noise. I, I've experienced noise. Mm. Um, D, was it this one? D yeah. Hesperahama. Am I saying that right? De Hems? De Hems Brahma. Your videos in Australia were much better. Why the USA? Why not? Why not? Ooh. Oh, deep. deep. <laughs> um, well, thank you. I'm glad that you like the ones we did in Australia. There's 1,700 of them that you can take a nice walk down memory lane to reminisce. I disagree though. I think the quality of the videos, the content, the planning, Overall, except for shambles like this with bad audio, I think generally the standard this year has easily been the best of my whole YouTube career. And I think the one we released 10 days ago or eight days ago on the Bhutan field tested thing, I'll pop a link in the caption once we're finished doing live, is the best video we've released and we have better ones in the works. Why USA? Well, to what you see on YouTube is not the bulk of my work. So I'm not, my life is not, sorry to sound kind of blunt, but my week and my life and my year is not to make videos for you guys. That's something we also do. We are traveling, we're doing client work, we're doing sponsored work, we're doing other shoots, I have other business interests and YouTube. And I still think the videos we're doing here are better anyway. Leave me a comment on what you think. And we're trying to get better. If you're on the mailing list, I sent out an email yesterday, you might know this, asking what you would like to see concept-wise for Steph and I to do. Actually, I told you. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we're trying to improve. Kahiri, when and why did you start photographing? When? A long time ago. I'm old. But I before five, I don't know at what age. My dad and his mom were both prolific photographers. My, I feel like I've told this story a hundred times, but my grandmother would take literally a roll of film a day and it was all crap. <laughs> God bless her. She'd drive like 20 minutes into town to drop it off at the pharmacy and pick up the photos from three days ago and come back again. 
and she had a tremor, so like oh. half the shots would be blurry, and she, she'd always say, it was very windy that day, <laughs> even if, we, if it was a shot indoors. But so I got a lot of hand-me-down cameras, and I started shooting then, and I've always been a total gadget fiend, so cameras were probably my first gadget love. And for some reason, it hasn't come up. Here we go. Oh, someone left a question on oh. Steph's page. Matt Granger asks, when and how did you get started with art school dropouts? Okay, so Joey, who is, I guess, my work husband, uh, he actually started art school dropouts, I think, like, after he dropped out of MIT. Sure. <laughs> um, he started it a couple years ago, and I've been with the group for about I want to say like two, going on to How'd two years. How did you find them? Um, it was through a mutual friend that I went to college with <laughs> at a science school. Um, What's your study? Uh, pharmaceutical and healthcare business. Check out the big brain on staff. Yeah. So it's a combination of like the pharmaceutical industry and like business. So it's actually really interesting. I love my classes. I loved everything that I learned. Um, so now so I get to apply everything. Why is the healthcare system such a mess in America? What would you do to solve it if you won Miss America? No comment. It's too complicated. It is. There's so many things that can be done. You meant to just smile and say the children of the future. No, why would I lie like that? <laughs> <laughs> the children of the past. All right. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just that I met through um, a mutual friend who was looking to cast someone, and then like I got involved, and I ended up using what I studied at school over to my YouTube career, and now I handle all of the business and planning and pre-production and stuff. pharmaceutical supplies for the team to keep them awake on weekends. What? Yeah, coffee. coffee. Okay. <laughs> in the chat right now, Martin SS Matt has great taste in models. Love watching his vids. That's their way of giving you props. Art school dropouts is in the thing. Is that you, Joey? Joey, I have some things that I want. I have some things I want to say about you. Let me know if I have full permission to um, share things that you shared with us. Not super private stuff, but just stuff about some of your previous lives because it's unbelievable. Anyway, my my favorite comment was hi, uh, Matt and Justin. <laughs> Justin, you're uh, well. Justin, if you're watching, I love you and I miss you, buddy, is a lovely man. In terms of personality, you should be taken as a great compliment. In terms of looks, he's a guy my size from Australia. He's me, so oh. you don't look like him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tog of the week. Um, he's not the size of me anymore, actually. Good on you, Jazzy. He's lost loads of weight this year. Proud of you, buddy. Um, Tog of the week is Austin Hale from New York City. That's where we are. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Check out his site, austinhalephotography.com. There's a clickable link in the caption. He's shooting landscapes, cityscapes, headshots, proposals, and engagements. The landing page is mostly the, the latter. Some pretty sweet stuff there. I'm waiting to see if Art School Dropout says that I can... Go oh, go ahead. ahead. Oh, jeez, Joey. A9 is right there. So he's an international spy. <laughs> what? Well, I don't know if it's international or domestic only, but he's definitely a spy, and everything he said sounded like a lie. <laughs> okay, so so let's say you go to a party and you meet a guy who tells you about, oh, what did you used to do? Oh, I was a stuntman. I worked on Pirates of the Caribbean, and I had a bad, unfortunate accident that I won't bring the tone down with now. But that's what I used to do. And you're like, wow, that's cool. And then later you'd think, really? Did they really work on Pirates of the Caribbean? It seems a bit far-fetched. And then if you met someone who said, 
Oh, you know, I used to do competitive kicking. I can smash uh, baseball bats with my legs. And then you think, oh, well, that's a bit more reasonable than that first guy, but still it seems a bit unreasonable. Then you meet another guy who used to work as a lighting grip on Japanese porno films. You think, well, yeah, you seem a bit seedy, but it seems more reasonable than the first two. Then someone says they went to MIT, and then they say that they're all the same person. It seems a bit BS. Seriously. And didn't he do... And he was a competitive uh, video game player as well. Joey, you have something you want to share with the group? This is a moment for honesty. Joey? His eyes are pink. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cockblock. Um, let's leave it at that. Uh, this has been fun, yes. but different. I would love to hear your thoughts. Again, I apologize for the audio. AV films. AV films, yeah. Bow, chicka, wow, wow, chicka, chicka, wow. Um, and apparently, Japanese pornographic films, they're actually their genitals are blurred in real life. It's not something that's oh. applied in post. Wow, so there you go. Fun fact of the day. Um, yes, again, we can't tell you how close this show came to not happening today. So the fact that the audio is not great and the vantage point is a bit weird and I've got that kind of McDonald's puppy look going on, you know, shit happens. Nice so, comment here. Oh. Someone said, Jim Setzer says, Hey Matt, I left corporate job this week to do photography for time. Oh, whoa. Pretend you're Jim. Well done, Jim. If you saw yeah. that in the chat, Jim said he left his corporate job this week to do photography full time and the business of photography is a great tool. That's cool to hear. Thank you for the plug. Of course, I appreciate that. But... That's kind of the point. I was where a lot of you go. Oh, I'm just seeing myself going up into puppet <laughs> mode now. Um, that's where I was, you know, 10 years ago as well, in a job that I hated doing as little work as I could, getting paid a ridiculously good salary to do stuff that I didn't find interesting. And having left that, I, I think every week I do way more work than I used to in a month, two months probably. And it's hard and it's challenging. And there's things I don't know what the hell I'm doing but it's so much more rewarding and one day I'll get back to that crazy high salary so it's worth it. So whatever your passion is, it doesn't have to be photography, the world doesn't need a million photographers but if you want to go out and strike your, you know, your, make your own path in whatever field it is, practice, get ready, make plans and go do it because time's gonna run out. So good on you Jim, proud of you buddy. Uh, let's leave it at that for now, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. I'll see you all, and you, and a lot of puppies next week. If you want that intimate portraiture, you want to jump over to mattgranger.com forward slash intimate. Oh, and did we get those uh, the workshop URLs up? Because I didn't mention it. Did you already put them up? Uh, I will pop links in the caption below. But Steph and I are doing workshops in New York and Los Angeles. Uh, New York is October, August and then LA is early September, mm -hmm. and we are gonna do future ones later. I don't know the cities yet, so if you can get to one of those two cities, you might as well come. If we can find time to do them later in the year, we will, but as my war planner keeps reminding me, the year is already kind of full. Actually, I'm already booking the start of 2019 at the moment, so fun times. Anyway, thanks all for joining us, and we'll see you next week, hopefully with a great dual lab wireless system where we sound great, look yeah. great, and less of a crazy fisheye effect. <laughs> but in case you're wondering, yes, my head is two and a half times the size of Steph's. That's not an optical well, illusion of the close way. I have a really small head. It's full of brains though, right? Chocolate block. Pharmaceutical business brains. That's enough. This is dragging. Thank you, Chris. Right. Thank you all. Thank you, Steph. Yep. We'll see you later.